Welcome to the Sendcast. My name is Dale Pickles and I'm the host of the Sendcast. We started this podcast a few years ago to help improve knowledge around SEND. There is lots of stuff to read, but we're all really, really busy. The phrase, every teacher is a teacher of SEND, is currently on a deal, not a reality. We do have a long way to go. We created the Sendcast to help try and solve that problem, to help make schools more inclusive and to help teachers be teachers of SEND. The Sendcast is a great way to get the same information to schools and parents so we have that consistent practice. Every week on that Sendcast, I have a different guest that I've invited on to talk about a topic they specialise in or have an opinion on. This week we're discussing signing in schools and why this is important with my guest Al Start. Al has worked with children for over 20 years in a variety of ways and over the last 15 years she has created, taught and performed songs for children. Before we get started, I'd like to remind you about us here at B-Squared. Over the last 25 years, we have supported schools to support students with SEMD. Our assessment products are used in over 10,000 schools around the world to help show small steps of progress. With around 1,500 of these schools using Connecting Steps, our assessment software. Our evidence system ever since helps schools capture and share the achievements their pupils are making. And our online CPD platform, Training for Education, started two years ago with a virtual SEND conference, but now includes a range of training courses as well as our conferences. If you want to find out more about B Squared and how we can help your school, go to our website, www.bsquared.co.uk. There is lots of information available and you can book an online meeting to find out how we can support you. Or you can drop me an email. My email address is simply dale at bsquared.co.uk. Let's get on with the podcast. In this week's show, we're discussing the importance of signing in schools. Joining me today is Al Start. Al is a singer-songwriter who specialises in music for children and schools through her company, Go Kid Music. She has worked with children through creative art organisations and local authority play services. And Al has also toured the UK and East Coast USA performing her music. Welcome to the show, Al. Thank you, Dale. It's great to be here. Excellent, excellent. There are different types of sign language. You have British Sign Language or BSL, um, and that is a primary language used for deaf people. But less than one in 10 people in the UK know more than two words in British Sign Language. And sadly, I'm one of them, but I plan to make that a change over the next 12 months. And there's also Makaton that uses symbols, sign and speech to support communication. Now, sign language isn't always an alternative to speech. It can be used to support speech, can't it? Yes, that's exactly what Makaton is. So the difference between British Sign Language and Makaton, which people often ask, is that British Sign Language is a language in its own right, which means it has its own structure that is different from spoken English. Yes. So you would not speak with your voice, really, alongside the signs because you would be trying to put the words in In one order. order, but sign them in a different order because you would start with the object that you're talking about and then describe it you know it's a visual language whereas Makaton is based on British Sign Language and quite handily for me Makaton is based on British Sign Language down in the southeast region because just the same that hearing people have different accents British Sign Language has variations of the different regions So if you are deaf and you are signing with somebody from Glasgow, you would know. And if you were from, say, Cornwall, you would know. If you were talking to someone from London, you would know. So it's like, you know, there are slight variations, just like uh, accents. You know, there's local slang and colloquialisms and things like that. But Makaton is the same wherever you go all over the entire UK. So the idea being that the Makaton Society has chosen you know they've selected the sign that makes the most sense and that is the clearest out of well those variations yeah maybe not all those variations because it's mainly sort of southeast but perhaps they chose the southeast because that happened to be quite plain i don't know it's like (laughs) no offense to anyone it's like the queen's english it's the queen's sign language it could could be yeah it could be (laughs) i don't know how much just like this is southeast oh southeast one we'll do that one (laughs) yeah 
And they sometimes also use like a combination of signs. So one recently that um, that I learned was hedgehog. So because I'm doing a project about hedgehogs. And so in British Sign Language, it's a fist and then your other hand shows some spikes. Okay. Which is really nice that you're showing the little animal. Imagine opening your hand, having your hand open and putting it on your other hand, which is clenched as a fist. Beside it, yeah, beside it. Okay, so yeah, so it's like a little, it's really important, hand okay. position, otherwise you're saying more or something else, okay. you're doing a different sign. Yeah, so it's like a fist and then your other hand is making the spikes next to it. Next to it. But in, um, in Makaton, you literally sign hedge, so your hands make a, a, like a, a bushy sort of hedge sign, yep. you know, clawed sign. And then you do the sign for pig, say, pig. <laughs> which is a, also hog. And you would speak at the same time. So when you use Makaton... The whole idea of it is that it helps you reduce the amount of words you use. You simplify your language and you use the signs to support the main meaning of what you're saying. You might sign, would you like a cup of tea? And you would do the sign for the cup of tea or a drink. You would Interesting, that person. cup of tea sign is the same when you do long distance when trying to communicate with the other end of the garden. It's like... Exactly. (laughs) It makes sense. (laughs) Same in BSL, to be fair. You're you're picking out the words in the sentence that's the meaning, the main meaning, and you sign those words in the order that you say them. It's basically a visual aid to help communication, and it's generally used with children and adults who have learning disabilities and maybe speech and language delay. Yep. or complications, that sort of thing, and who are even non-verbal as well. Generally, you would speak alongside it, but people who are non-verbal can just do the signs. I think, I think my sister taught it to my um, nephews, mm. um, so they could sort of, I think that's um, milk. Yeah. So they could sign, they would like milk. Yeah, before, before. they could speak. Yes. It's amazing. So she yeah, would obviously go, baby she'd do signing. that milk yeah. and do that symbol. Yeah. And they'd be able to look at her and do that symbol and yeah. therefore understand. Cognitive cognitions there, it's that physical control yes. of the vocal cords they're struggling with. Yeah. So they go, I, I want milk. Yeah. Char- I just can't say it. Exactly. Give me milk. In child development, the way that the brain develops, they develop the understanding. They know what you're saying, but they can't yet formulate those words. But by making a gesture and doing the sign, you're empowering your very, very, very small children to communicate with you, and it's amazing. Yeah, and amazing. it just makes, again, it just reduces one of those um, points where they can get frustrated at you because yeah. they can just go, oh, it's milk, just yeah. give me the milk. Yeah. So that's the main difference between British Sign Language and Makaton. There is also another, there's like a third type of signing, which is called Sign Along. Okay. Which I would say is a little bit of a mixture of both. I've only discovered it fairly recently because somebody asked me, were the signs to my songs Makaton or Sign Along? So I was like, ooh, I don't know, actually. So I looked into the Sign Along system and um, it's the same thing. It follows the same structure, but you use perhaps more of the variety of signs that are in British Sign Language. So, for example, in British Sign Language, you know, there's several different signs for rain, depending on what type of rain it is. Wow. You know? So you can be very expressive. You know, it can be pouring at an angle, you know, or it can just be light rain. Just the same as how we would exaggerate or or not, you know, when we're talking about things, about things being massive or just small or big or, you know, there are the same variations. Whereas Makaton, they really try to keep it very basic and simple so that the most amount of people can learn so, so with that Makaton, there's obviously a much more reduced vocabulary. Yeah. So here with BSL, is there's just the same vocabulary we have with the spoken language. There's the same for BSL. Yeah, and they also use something called multi-channel signs, where it has a, a whole meaning. So like we have a saying for something, like, you know, one in the hand is two in the bush or something, you know, like we've got a little, little rubbish saying. In British Sign Language, they'll have a sign that encapsulates a whole thing. Wow. So, like, you, you know, there will be a multi-channel sign and it doesn't have words that go with it. So you're not mouthing words, you're, make, you're doing like a sound or something like that, which, which might mean I haven't seen you for ages and you're just going, you know, I can't obviously show, oh, okay. <laughs> show our listener the, the sign. It's like you're pulling I'm something using. over your shoulder is how yeah, I describe yeah, that. Yeah, and it's, there's lots of different signs like that because I think a lot of people, when they watch like a signed 
programme onto, you know, when you turn on the TV and it's like, oh, it's the signed version and you've got somebody down the side doing yes. the signing. And the person, you know, who's talking on the screen is like yabbering away or it's a political, you know, speech or something and it's going ten to the dozen and you think, how on earth is the sign interpreter keeping up with this amount of talking? It's because a lot of it is these multi-channel signs which take a whole meaning, you know. Yes. So you're condensing not having to sign all of those words, you're condensing it down into the, the core sort of meaning. Yeah, so sign along is often used to songs. And also there's something called SSE, Sign Supported English, which again is it's kind of based on Makaton using, I would say, more of the British Sign Language signs, but in the structure of the written English. Right. So you don't change that structure around. So I suppose the structure is, is quite an important part of that because where the structure is different that is going to be used for those for people who are deaf yeah because that's their structure that yes. makes sense to them when they're yes. communicating that like, i'm asking if you want this you've yeah. got to start with that and yeah whereas the other ones because they're based on the same structure as the spoken language yeah it's a supporting and the idea is it's leading on to spoken language yeah exactly and it's just helping confirm that meaning as well so somebody who's looking at you when you're telling them it's home time, you know, it's home time, it's time to get your coat on and you're doing the sign for home. So you're making like a roof shape with your hands. It's home. You're pointing at your watch for time, home time. Not only are they listening to you saying that, they're seeing the sign that's so familiar to them. Brilliant. They're seeing that and they're hearing your words. And then you're doing the sign for coat. You know, it's time to put your coat on, um, doing the sign for that and without really perhaps even across a room it's fantastic you can tell your entire class you know that it's home time and anyone who's looking at you can see that if they're not really listening but they are looking they can see you know they're also taking it in yeah by listening as well so it's just kind of it's just really helping clarify and of course um, Makaton also as you said at the beginning it has symbols yes so they use they use pec symbols as well so you can see it written down above typed English yeah and the key words will have a little symbol that goes along with that so it will say home and there'll be a picture of, my, of a little house time and there'll be a picture of a clock coat on and there'll be a picture of, you know time to put your coat on so you can hold up the picture you know or you could do the sign and you can say it as well and there's lots of ways then for learners you know to take in that information so signing we see it was a the TV program. There was something special, and Mr. Tumble. Yeah. He he does Makaton. Yes. So he, I remember his, his thank you is yeah, that, isn't it? That's so right. as I said, I don't know any symbols. Actually, I know quite a few Makaton ones from yeah. watching Mr. Tumble that's, and that's, my sister. Yeah, that's the so, same as sign language. So thank I know I actually do yeah. know quite a few. Actually, I'm not that bad. I know four at least. Yeah. I need a pig one as well. Yeah, you did. So I literally was like, yeah, I know yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> in some way, it does make sense. We see it with Mr. Tumble, and that's mm -hmm. quite an I say an early years aimed program. That is early years, yeah. But we then stop, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Why, why, why does it stop? Because I think you're right, you know, um, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast as well. We were saying that in the UK, generally we're great at taking our children to all these classes and groups, you know, when they're in their early years. And you can do the baby signing and the sing and sign and that sort of thing and really, you know, feel like you're helping children's literacy and speech and developing all their skills, communication skills. Lots of singing is really great as well. And then they go to school and it stops. Many schools these days do use signing. Some might carry it on into their early years. So it's fairly common that in my experience, I can only obviously speak from my experience, yep. but I have observed over the years that schools often will carry on the signing in reception and then it peters out yeah. really. And I think the thinking behind that is that once children have got to a certain stage, they can talk. Yeah. You know, they can already talk, so we don't need to do that anymore. I remember um, there being an interview with, and I'm sorry, I can't remember her name, but the amazing woman who started the whole Sing and Sign revolution, which grew into this huge franchise thing that went right across the UK. I'm sure you'd be familiar with the idea of the Sing and Sign groups and someone could buy the franchise and she yep. would send you all the materials and teach you all the signs to the songs and you'd do it with all the children. When they got to two, that's it, they left. 
They couldn't stay on. Two years old, they're gone. She very famously said, you know, that parents were asking and the tutors were saying, but why can't they stay on and learn more and why can't we do more? And she was very much of, of the stance of they can talk by then. That's it. That's our job done. Job done. We're not carrying on. We're not doing it over the age of two. When I came across this, I thought, well, that's a little bit crazy, really. I mean, obviously, for children with additional needs who need that support, that's not true. But I would say also for uh, mainstream children, it's not true as well. And something that I do is sing and sign for big kids <laughs> in some ways, because I teach all of the songs that I write as a songwriter. And when I go into schools and I'm teaching the songs to the children or doing singing assemblies, anything at all with any children of any age, I teach everything using signing because they remember it. You know, I don't have to have the words up on a screen, so there's not that kind of worry, oh, some children may not be able to, to read this yet. It levels the playing field. When I say levels the playing field, I mean, you know, that children who perhaps are less able than others can also access it. Yeah. So in a mixed ability group, you know, everybody can join in. Of course, anyone who's watching and who's engaging in a visual way can get something out of it because we're signing as well and children love it and it's great fun <laughs> yes um end of year one children do a phonics test and they have to get a score they repeat it and things like that and there's a standard and all this they have to reach and all this lot but the phonics is a reading thing so you can we, we can they can do read they can any better read but actually as i said on a previous podcast with you that phonetic reading you kind of you need a rhythm Mm. A lot of that comes from nursery rhymes. Mm. So these nursery rhymes and songs are really important. And that stuff they do early on helps them pick up that phonics and apply that knowledge. They can get the rhythm of the words. That's, mm. a pff, that's, a, that's a, They get it and it helps them say those words. Yeah. So that whole phonics thing, it comes from there. So if you've got a child who's not doing those phonics, what that tells you is they still probably need to be doing those nursery rhymes. Mm. So although they might be in year one or year two, mm they haven't had that same access to those nursery rhymes or other songs helping them learn the mm. rhythm of these words. And it's the same that if you have a child in year three working below the level of a year one child, well, that yeah. child is a child in reception ability-wise. Mm. So you should actually be looking at what is it they're doing in reception. Mm. If they're doing signs in reception. Why aren't we doing signs in year three with absolutely, this child? Absolutely. And interestingly, I've got to cut in there because... Even though you've got a child in year three who may be at the educational level of reception, they don't want to be doing nursery rhymes. No. They don't want to be learning their phonics, you know, through babyish songs. Yep. So, I mean, I'm doing an amazing project at the moment that I've been writing songs for a phonics company. Ooh. Yeah. I've been really working hard to make sure that the songs sound great to... Whatever key stage you'd be in, it would just sound like a great song. But it just so happens, you know, the song is phonetically, it's all about the letter L and the L sound, something like that. And we've gone through, I've done about nearly 30 songs you've, you've now. You've given me flashbacks to <laughs> the era of listening to Jolly Phonics. Well, that's still there. The era is still there. Jelly and Jam, mm. Jelly and Jam, yeah. Jiggling on My Plate. Right. <laughs> and I don't know why, but that ended up. No, it was Ants on My Arm. Yeah, ah, yeah. Ah, ants yeah. on My Arm. Yeah. Problem is, that put it on my phone, on my iPod at the time, I think my iPod, because for my kids. And when my iPod reset and I plugged it into my car, it played the first song. <laughs> I'm on my own. I'm 30 <laughs> something. I'm driving my car to a business meeting. <laughs> I hit play. Ah, ah. Ants on my. I was like, oh, good lord. <laughs> We've I got a similar one. We've got a, uh, my partner's phone at home. We'll only play the little angel with a choir singing the little angel. She doesn't know where it is on the phone. No, it took me ages going, well, I don't even have this downloaded. It's, it's haunting us yeah, wherever yeah. we go. It's just, oh, it's like, just playing. And you're expecting your rock or what you're listening to, but for some reason my iPod had a reset because it was having a hissy fit or something, and out came <laughs> ants on my arm. Mm, so well, a new collection of songs would be welcome. Yeah, yeah. Jolly Phonics have kind of cornered the market, haven't they? For yep. let's say for um, schools for the last probably three decades or more, yeah. maybe. 
And um, yeah, we, we thought it was time to make the songs a little bit more contemporary, modern, and also engaging for the teachers, for the adults, you know, for the families and the parents. So it's just, hey, this is a great song. And then my child happens to be learning their phonics at the same time. That's the thing, because I listen to it, we all hate, not saying, no offence, Jolly Phonics, if no. it's, it, it does a really good service. It yes. does a really good job. It does. Because it really helped my kids, and we sang those songs. But when you're that parent singing it, mm. or if you're that teacher who's going, it's another, yeah. it's probably that certain, you're not going to be enjoying it. Again, it comes back to, on a previous podcast, it's, You've got to believe in it to lead in it. You've got mm. to be an inspiring person. If you're not believing in it, you're yeah. not going to be believing it. They're yeah. not going to be believing if it. If you're slowly dying inside yes. while you're doing it. So, um, but no, but yeah. as you can see, my children are at secondary school, but I've still got ants on my arm and jelly on the plate in my head. So again, <laughs> song stick. I do. Exactly. So what we're really trying to talk about today is how you can bring signing into your school. And why? Why should you bother doing that, you know? So, to me, if I think about the school day, I'm going to split it into um, the structured, I'm going to go for non-structured and transitions. I'm going to split the transition because mm. you've already talked about the home mm. time. Mm. So you can use that, again, as really helping that communication that mm-hmm. time is coming up. But you've got those structured lessons and you can be doing, you, you can include that, but you've also got the non-structured, so the play times and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, I suppose you can integrate the Makatonic throughout of those. So it's not just the teachers who mm. can use Makaton, it's the support staff as well. And the children. And the children. So I think the biggest barrier probably to thinking, right, okay, we would love in a perfect world to have our school, everybody signing. That sounds great. I'm sure that everybody would think, we understand the concept, it's a great thing. Of course we want our children to improve their communication skills and we'll do anything we can to do that. But the biggest barrier is, oh, you know, how do you take your staff team and kind of like teach them all the signs? How do you get started with that? And how much is it going to cost? And what's the time involved with the learning? There are, obviously, there's the Makaton Society, for one thing. You know, they offer all the sort of training and the materials on that. But the way that I go about it is through music and through songs. As I said earlier, I always teach my songs using signs. And I found over the years, when I kind of go into a new school and signing isn't a thing that they currently use, they say, oh, no, we don't do that here. And then I start doing singing assemblies and they start learning the songs using signing. The children really quickly start building up their vocabulary of signs and So do the teachers as well. So as you're learning a song, you can imagine within a song, which is only maybe two and a half minutes long, you know, there's a whole range of signs that you learn. And as you learn another song and another, they start repeating. You start learning, oh, we we did that, you know, in September 1666, we did the song for, we did the sign for fire, you know. Yeah. Okay, so I already know that. And now we're doing fireworks, you know, we're doing this thing again. And it's, it's the same sign. It's a really easy way in to introducing signing and I think for your staff team for your colleagues it's a non-pressured way of learning kind of without having to learn <laughs> almost yeah cause when it's when, a really good in because you you use nursery rhymes mm. to teach speech you're singing the songs mm-hmm. and the child might start humming or they might start trying to say it but you're kind of you're teaching them the song and a rhythm so they're mm. learning it and it's they're not understanding the noises, maybe, but they're getting the patterns, the yeah. sound, the yes. sound of the game. I have no idea what this word means. I'm not even what sheep is or anything like that. But I, can, I know Barbara Black, she has, I get all that, and they can say it all, um, and all, all the different people, in the, and they'll say it, but they might not. But and again, so it's the same with the Makaton. You don't just start saying, well, let's start at A and work through. Let's start with a song, because mm. we'll learn those signs as we sing the song. Yep. And then I've now got those signs in my vocabulary, mm-hmm. so I'll be able to pull them out. And then when exactly. I get the next song, yes. so it's the same way that we kind of learn to speech is by using these songs yeah. to learn the rhythms yeah. and the actions. Yeah, and learning, just picking up from what is going on around us, you know, just being in an environment. The same way that we, you know, that we hear other people talking and we hear words that they might use that we don't know. And then... I'm going to try that. I'm going to chuck that into a conversation next time because that was really good. You yeah. know, as we hear, we, we sort of pick things up, don't we, from, from others. 
I think the most important thing with signing, you know, if you if you decide, right, let's do this, let's go for it, let's bring some signing into school, I would say the first thing is to, you know, sit down with your staff team and do have a little chat about it because the most important thing is that you are a role model for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you decide, okay, well, well let's start small, let's just do it within our year group, let's just try it in reception, for example, or year one, that, you know, get together with your with your team and say right let's do this and let's do it together so that all of us are going to do it so when the when this song comes on you know we're learning this song at the moment all the adults in the room are also doing it we're not going to sit on our hands and sit back and just let the children do it we are going to role model this as well yeah i know it's a it's a scary idea you know some people are not into singing they don't want to be a singer and when the music comes on you know they sit back in assembly and let the children you know do all the singing or sit back in the class but if you can have a, an agreement that at least you'll be doing the signing and you can always bluff you know you can yep. be miming that you're that you're singing but if you're modeling there's always someone like that at a wedding isn't there you're seeing you're seeing the mouth move you're going yeah. There's nothing coming out no. of his mouth. But do you know what? There's always someone in assembly as well. Yes. <laughs> That's the sad thing. There's always someone, you know, there's a grumpy teacher at the back who is just sitting there staring into space. And you've got to get through to that person. You've got to say, look, please, 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 we're really trying something here. Because if the children look around and they see, oh, well, you know, Mr. Blar isn't doing it. So that's my get out clause. So the first thing I think is to say, right, let's do this. Let's try it for half a term. And let's see, you know, where we get and let's really try and bring it into conversations. As a songwriter and a signer myself, I've developed a, a school membership, which is using video to teach the songs by signing. Yeah. I sort of thought about what some of the signs people might use, you know, on a daily basis. And I've tried to sort of work some of those into songs. And I've also just got some plain good old signing videos, um, plenty of which, you know, of other people signing you can find free and available from youtube as well you can just google what's the sign for blah you know and there'll be somebody on youtube showing you that symbol yeah demonstrating the sign Science so you could not symbol <laughs> yeah well both symbol oh, yes. and sign isn't yes it? <laughs> it's quite accessible you know you can find that with a little bit of, of forward thinking you can think right what's the subject we're doing today what are those key words Let's find out the signs for them, or is there already a song that has that in it? If you're using a, a song for a topic, then those keywords are going to be in that song. You know, if it's a signed song, you know, that is the way that you can quickly kind of build up the vocabulary around that. So I'm going to ask you a question, okay. and I'm going to go for the, uh, why should I do it for my school? I'm okay. not going to go for the, it's going to be great for all our children, which yeah. it is, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm going to be that... Um, head teacher who cares about my league tables and nothing else okay so what is the benefit to me i what i'm trying to gauge is what is the sales tip you can use on that head teacher who's going how's this going to improve the school's results okay it's going to engage the children in what you're learning much more and whatever their ability trying to sort of differentiate your lessons and trying to sort of include all the learners and all their different learning styles, it's going to be a much easier way to include everybody. And if it's something that's used throughout the school, then it's something that children will take with them. So rather than saying, oh, we'll do a bit of signing in reception and then we'll stop, we'll carry on through. And as you learn more, you know, that will be the way that children really start paying attention and learning. And I'd say it just, it just re-engages them, you know, it keeps children focused particularly if they're joining in with the signing as well. So, so one of the things um, with like the new engagement model, mm. I'm not a fan of, but the engagement bit I completely agree with is what the study has done, Barry Carpenter's done loads of work of this, is the more engaged the children are, mm. the better their outcomes will be. Yeah. So the more engaged they are, mm. the more information they will change. So if you can keep them engaged and get that engagement up for the less able, the more able, every single child, mm. you are going to be improving the outcomes for those children. Absolutely. Yeah? So yeah. the Makaton as itself, it's not going to, they don't get marks for doing Makaton in year six, but actually by learning those symbols mm. and by being more, it's going to increase their engagement within that topic. By learning these songs, it's going to increase their engagement with that topic, which means they're going to retain more information from this topic. Yeah. And that will basically increase your scores at the end. Yes. Because they've got more going in. Yeah. 
and also you're developing their language as you go through the school. Yes. So sort of thinking, oh, well, it's all very nice, you know, doing the sign for duck and sheep and all of that. But then you're encouraging children to use all these different words and with the sort of talk to write kind of way of thinking, you know, if we're encouraging our pupils to be able to speak and write and say it, then they can start to write it and work out what that looks like on the page. That was my next thing. So it's that school mm. thing, but that individual child, the expressing, being mm. able to express, they, they can tell their stories. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got a child, what did you do at the weekend? And you can, they can't write, but again, you get a reluctant speaker and things like that. You might be able to get more out of them using sign language or mathetom. Mm. So that can help. And then it's that developmental from going there to the symbols, to the actual um, spoken language. But also, we talked about this before on the podcast, there is a very strong relationship between mental health and communication interaction, the inability to express themselves. Mm. So and feel you, understood. Yes, Yeah. exactly. By using mathetom in your school, mm. and people using mathetom, and their child is able to communicate mm you're supporting that child's mental health hugely. Absolutely. And you're opening up the possibility for other children to communicate with them, for them to have friendships, you know, that are more meaningful. I mean, there's nothing better than seeing children signing to each other. You know, some children cannot be in the classroom all the time, particularly like in in a mainstream school, perhaps. Children with additional needs will come out and go in. And, there's, you know, I suppose these days in general, there's a lot more kind of learning outside of the classroom but feeling like you know a child who perhaps is um, one of just a few children with additional needs in mainly a mainstream school there's a real sense of isolation I think especially if you communicate through Makaton yeah and the only the other four children with additional needs exactly. can use Makaton yeah you're basically isolating yeah. them from the rest of the school and why why would you only sign to that child and not to the rest of the children in the class you know, it's another isolating thing, you know, and I think if you just change your mindset a little bit and think, right, we're all going to sign, we're a signing school, and then it's completely run of the mill, you know, all of the children are used to seeing signing, they're, they're used to saying their good morning and hello, and using sign names as well, that's something I'd like to talk about in a sec, remind me Dale, sign, sign names. names, right, okay. I really want to say this. Really works well on a podcast signing, doesn't it? <laughs> no, no, but you've got to remind <laughs> yes. me, right? Sign names. Um, but I think also then... For children who've got different communication needs, seeing everybody signing really makes them feel part of the school and for the children who perhaps don't need to sign as their way of communication, not only will it help them, you know, it just removes barriers between them and and other children who do sign and those friendships and relationships can start to, to grow. Yeah, I especially think if if you know that the only there's only four of the children in the school who can actually you can communicate with through Makaton and no one else with. Mm. When you're out in that playground, yeah. you're just seeing a world of people who cannot communicate. I can't communicate with. Yeah. Whereas if they all know Makaton yeah. and you want to actually, can I join in football? Yeah. And you know their symbols and they can sit there and read it and go, yeah. Yeah. Then when you're playing football, you don't, it's not much communication because exactly. kind of what you're doing is telling, being part of it and you're scoring a goal and yeah. it's a lot of non-verbal communication going on. Absolutely. But you kind of have to ask in the first place to kind of be in part. So yeah. if you can remove that one barrier, yeah. they will feel so much more yeah. included. Or the, other, or the other, ch- other children who are playing football can say, would you like to play with us? And they can yes. sign it. Yeah. So it just removes that barrier, which is obviously set in there. Once they're in there, yeah. they can, you've got all that non-verbal communication goes on in football, pass it over here, or, yeah. you know, or well done, all that lot happens, but you kind of have to have that bit of verbal commu- or signed language mm. communication at the beginning. Yes, exactly. Exactly, so yeah. Lots and lots of benefits. And again, it sounds wrong when I say this, but there are those teachers who will put that child above everything else and the benefits to that child. But then there are those pressured by league tables and worried who'll okay. sit there and go, what is this benefit? Okay. Why should I? And that's, that's a bit, mm. I, when I talk, I go talk to schools and I go and talk about assessment and data. Oh, it's just SEN. It's kind of what I hear from some really? schools. It's, oh, it's SEN. The Senko deals with that. I'll go deal with everyone else. Yeah, of, there is and, still that segregation, isn't there? So I always try and, when I sit, when I, I, I hear that in my head, so I say, go, what is it you're going to say to that head teacher? For that Senko listening to this, going, I want to do this, but I've got to persuade them. I always like to give them that ammunition of actually, yeah. if we do this, it's not mm. the Makaton 
that's a benefit. It's their extra engagement and that retention of knowledge. Absolutely. And building on that skills over future. Yeah. That's a bit that's the benefit. Yes. And I think we mentioned in a previous podcast, we were talking about kinesthetic learning. Yeah. So that is where a movement, you make a physical movement like making a sign plus a spoken word equals something that just gets locked in to our minds. There's something about human beings putting an action with a word which just goes into our memory. <laughs> Dale's laughing at me. Why For some are you reason, laughing? my head went to the birdie song. Oh, there you go. Doing the actions or agadoo. Yeah. <laughs> everyone knows the actions to mm. agadoo. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing. But again, it's uh, singing the song, doing the actions. You've yep. got it in your head. If the words of that song happen to be, you know, what are the seven continents in the in the world or, you know, whatever the topic is you'd like your children to really remember those so is there is there's a Makaton symbol for every consonant? I don't know, actually. <gasps> but I could fingerspell them. <laughs> ah, okay. So fingerspelling, let's get on to names. Because often when you someone introduces them, especially mm. with BSL, you yeah. see them, so almost they spell their name out. Yes. And then you always get back to the first letter. Is that right? I'm a muggle here. Yeah. Non-magic folk. No, no, you're good. You're good. The muggle way is correct. So fingerspelling is an alphabet where each letter has a sign, you know, on your fingers. Yeah. And you, you sign out the letters. So you can spell a word or a name. So, for example, if, if we're watching the news and it happens to be the signed news and you've got the signer down there and the newscaster says, oh, up in Cardiff today, you know, Mr. Roger Smith, the signer will spell the word Roger Smith. They will okay. spell that out. So yep. there'll be a sign for Cardiff, but they will spell out the name. But a sign name is a completely different thing. It is from the deaf community. So, for example, Dale, you've got obviously not a common name. Yeah. There probably weren't many other Dales that you knew of. But if your name was Sarah, perhaps... It could be today. <laughs> you might have had in your class maybe someone else called Sarah. Yeah. So a sign name is a gesture, a visual gesture of that name without fingerspelling it. So, for example... The Sarah that isn't you, Dale, has got long hair. So her sign, she's decided her sign is like a wavy hand that's showing long hair down one side of her. If somebody said to her, what's your name? She might fingerspell the word Sarah and then say Sarah and then say, my sign name is Sarah. And everybody knows that Sarah is coming for dinner, not Sarah who's got a big beard (laughs) and and whose sign name is a big bushy beard. (laughs) I'm Sarah with a beard. Yeah. (laughs) So that way, in the deaf world, you don't have to fingerspell their second name as well. You don't have to go, which Sarah? Which Sarah are you talking about? Sarah Dalton Smithworth, whatever her name is. So if I've never met that Sarah, can you just say Sarah like that to me? Or do I have to sit there and go, I'm going to say someone's name now and do that symbol? Just I'm curious now. I can't just drop that into a sentence if I don't know who that is. No, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. So you kind of have to sit there and go, is that what you spell her name out? Yeah, so if you're introducing someone, you, you would say, this is Sarah, you fingerspell their name, and you'd say, sign name, Sarah. But that's in BSL, so that's in the within the deaf community. Yeah. And so when you meet somebody new, you know, in, in the deaf community, if you meet someone new and you're signing, you're saying, hi, my name's Al, and then you say, this is my sign name, or this is my sign name. So you can literally strike a pose? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would... Because, I would because no. then from then on, so sign names are sometimes visual. Yeah. So so it might be, gla- you know, it might be like you might show your glasses or it might be, you know, something about your long hair or you've got your nose pierced or something or yeah. it, some distinguishing feature about you it might be that. Or it might be something that you do. So it could be like you could be doing the sign for like sporty. So it's like Dave, you know, sporty Dave. Yeah. Or, you know. Dave darts Dave, you know, who was, you know, or, you know, so it's like something that they do. or it Something could be that would, would make you think of them. Yeah. Yeah. Something they're known for. So, for example, right, so this is my top tip for you. At your school, get all your teachers to think of a sign name. So if you're introducing signing into your school, have a sign name for each teacher. So whether you use, I mean, some of the schools I teach at, They've got to think of their own, Dale. <laughs> so um, you can help each other in the staff room, <laughs> but no name calling. In um, some of the schools I work in, like in Brighton, they use the teacher's first names. Everybody is called by first names rather than yep. Mr. 
Smith, it's John. So whether you use it's Mr. somebody or or their first name, doesn't matter. But it could be like a subject that they teach. It could be something to do with your, you know, your physical thing. It could be something of how the children know you. Or it could even be, you know, like the name of your class. You know, some classes are called like rainbow class or something or other. You might want to, you know, if you're going to stay in that class, that is, you might want that to become your sign name. But I'll tell you what, the children will never forget your name. No, I'm just thinking that. Never. My sign name is this, Dale. I'm showing you that, Al. So I'm doing like little alien. Any reason you're an alien? It came from my sign name. My my British sign language sign name is a quiff because my hair's up in a quiff. So people know me as Al. Okay. With with that sign. And it came from that being more of a child-friendly version of that. And also if I was having a bad hair day, which I probably am today with these headphones on, (laughs) if my quiff ever went flat in the rain, I could still be Al. It was going... (laughs) There's nothing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wendy, give me a break. <laughs> no, yeah. I like that. That side name because it Sign is. Name. It is, and it's choosing a name, and and especially that that is something that you can almost, yeah, that will stay with you for a long time. Yeah, and then all of the children who sign, you can use the teacher's sign name. So you can say, right, you know, today we're having reading. Yep. With Mister Smith, you know, and you can show the sign. So, so Mr. Smith's Smith, very tall, very I'm tall, guessing. Very, that. very tall. So you can do a sign name. So, um, you know, it's a visual way of the children getting to know who the teacher is. I suppose um, different rooms would have signs. Mm. So do you do the same for that? So like the hall, was that got a... Yeah, so you've got the hall, you know, draw a square for like the classroom or it could be rainbow classroom. Yeah. You know, star class, badges, whatever. basically they, you, know. you can... In theory, learning that sort of stuff, you can turn it into a game. Yeah. Because you can say, right, here's a symbol. Where am I talking about? You'll find Mr. Smith. Oh, that's good. And then they will then go, where's Mr. Right, Smith? I'm writing that down. I'm writing, <laughs> I'm writing it down now. Because that's where you go sitting there going, right, so I have no <laughs> idea what that is, but it was like a rainbow and then a rainbow classroom. And then you get Mr. Smith and Mr. Smith gives you the next clue to the next teacher or something. Right. And you I can go it. around the whole school. Good. But again, it's just turning that. What is that? Yeah. And you might get kiss some children who are yeah. non-verbal, but they've got that clue oh, yeah. straight and they're off. So, yeah, yeah I, I like that. Yeah. And I'm painting that idea, painting that idea. That's oh, my idea. Damn it. That's right. <laughs> you can have it all for free. So. But, but again, I like those ideas because it gets you thinking. It's more engaged. Yep. It slows your language down because you're thinking about what signs you're putting in as well. And I think as adults, boy, do we gabble. And I think if we're used to talking to adults... We do a bit of waffle before we get to the point. And when you're signing with children, it stops, you know, it really stops some of the waffle and you just get to the point. It's home time. Please go and get your coat. You're not saying the last 45 minutes have been waffle and we're just <laughs> getting to the point, are you? I hope not. Um, I'm a little bit. Oh, rude. Um, <laughs> one of the things I also like about the sign language is you can't not look at that person. Yeah. Yeah. So... That thing where you, your child, are they listening to you? Mm, are they? Because they're looking at their phone. Are they though? That's one thing. You kind of, yeah, I'm listening. And they might repeat it, mm. but has it really gone in? Whereas when you're looking at someone and you're taking that information in, mm. that's your concentration. You are concentrating on what they're saying. You're mm-hmm. not going, yeah, yeah, I'll put the bin out. Mm. <laughs> I think you're recounting something from home day. Not at all. No, not that's at all. In a school day. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I think like, looking about that is. I, I literally, my children were younger, they were so bad at it. I used to give them a listening position. But if they got oh. bad at listening, they used to have to stand there with their hands next to the side and look at me. Because <laughs> otherwise they'd just be daydreaming off. <laughs> yeah. And you're literally going, I asked you, I said, no, did you? Mm. You said. So I was like, right, stand in this position. They go, and they hated it. <laughs> but you take this information in, which probably wasn't the nicest thing to do with my children. It's but a it, dad thing, right? But it is, I just, I'm just asking you to do this one little yeah. thing. It's not that hard. Pick it up. <laughs> but again, if you're doing that communication, it's they're not just hearing it, their eyes, so they're mm. hearing it and their eyes, but two sets of channels going in. Yeah. They're more likely to remember it. And can they repeat it to you? Yeah, yes, but yes. that's the next can thing you is sign can they it repeat back, it? Please? Sign it back to me. So uh, and, yeah. can, and it can just be a keyword, can't it? It's like, what did I just ask you? Coat. Thank you. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I can imagine my uh, children come up with a sign name for me. <laughs> but I would have to agree that, I'm sure. But they've 
No, not that one. No, not that one either. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think of sign language, you just think, well, I've got, I've got nobody deaf in my school. Mm. You're quite correct. You don't. But there is that receptive language. There's a ability for children to express themselves, yep. the, that engagement, that mm. retaining information, especially yes. joining in with those songs, yep. which are fabulous is a great way to make sure that information goes in because if it can go in, it and can come back in. out. Yes, exactly. It doesn't go in, Yeah. it doesn't come back out. Yeah. And if it goes in but just disappears off out the other ear, as we always know, goes one ear, out the other. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go in one eye and out the other, I think. <laughs> Once you've seen something, it yeah, goes in. that's true. For all of those reasons, that Makaton really will help get that information in mm. to then regurgitate that when it's needed yeah. and also there's lots of talking schools about making sure the foundations are right before we put stuff on top mm-hmm. so rather than rushing through things we've got that let's move on and they've not really got it they've just yeah. maybe superficially have got it they've got it in that moment but they haven't got the other. i think stuff like makaton will help yeah. people get a better understanding within concepts because you're again it's going in mm. in a more engaging way paying attention more, yeah. getting more in, which means that they're easier to get those blocks on top. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, we have to revisit things a lot, don't we? Because yeah. it's probably the way that we were taught, Dale. You know, you, you assume that if you've, if you've taught a child, you know, how to spell certain words, and they, then that will stick and they will always remember that. And then you move on to the next concept. But we have to keep revisiting and reminding, don't we, all the time? Yeah. Particularly if you're using songs with signs as well. You can use those signs in different contexts and it's does, it doesn't have to be simplistic, it can be meaningful, it, it's not babyish and it's just a really inclusive way to keep things fresh and, rem- and reminding. And well, I suppose this comes active. back to why you started your company because there is a lack mm. of music and um, material to use yeah. in Key Stage 2 because yes. it is early years. Yeah. Makaton is very child very young child focused mm. that key stage one there's not a huge amount key stage two there's complete lack of so mm. i want to do this but actually there's nothing here to support us so actually that's what your company is all about is giving people more stuff to use higher up yeah exactly you know we've got songs for just about any topic and subject that you could name and if you can name one that i haven't got one then i'll write one <laughs> Because um, I'm always on the lookout, always on the lookout for um, for new songs and to put signs in. And I just think it's so important that everyone can access those and learn the songs, you know, and be actively engaged in it. I mean, the singing assemblies that I've seen in perhaps schools where they don't sign, the children sort of end up kind of slumping down, you know, so they're physically... You know, they're kind of bent over, they're not really singing, but then they're looking up, you know, so they're kind of bent over, but they're looking up at an OHP screen or a screen where the words are. But if you're sitting up straight and you're not resting your elbows on your knees and, you know, you're sitting up and you're you're, you're signing and you're engaged in it, you're not having to glue your eyes to a screen, you're in a much better physical position as well. I think you find, well, going from my personal experience and my children's is... They don't enjoy assemblies. Mm. They probably don't know why they have so many assemblies, but they have these assemblies. They go along, they sit there, then they walk out again. Mm. Um, they have celebration assemblies, but if they're not. But again, you just sit there. So again, if you can make those more engaging, yeah. Because the problem is, if you've just literally lost a child for twenty minutes in assembly, mm. it's going to take them a while to, in the classroom to get back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if you can keep them engaged through that assembly yeah ready for the next bit already yeah if the singing assembly ties into what they're learning at that moment you know so like i'm always checking you know if i'm going into schools it's like right what's your year group learning at the moment okay you know we're learning about egyptians okay great so our song will be about your topic because then they're also it's another opportunity to keep that alive in their minds and it's like you know opening up other angles and keeping the you know keeping that vocabulary going and you can kind of make links. And yeah. also, I think we, we did a, a Harvest Festival song, didn't we, last yes. time? We were together. We've got songs for, like, Christmas and Harvest and Easter and, you know, all these various different times of year when you want to celebrate. And maybe that's a really good way in. You know, choose a, a time of year when you will be singing a song. So it's Harvest Festival. We're going to be singing a song about something, right? So why not? Let's have this song as a sign song. 
to get yeah. everybody going and excited about it. I think I think you've got to try it before you dismiss it. Yeah. Try it. You might like it. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper, what's the worst that could happen? Which I found out is only a slogan in the UK. Nowhere else. Okay. Random fact. Number 432 <laughs> is provided to you by the Sencast. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cool. So I, I think we've have we covered everything. I think we have, Dale. Well, I'd like to say a big thank you for coming on the show today then. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Excellent. So Al has provided me with a number of useful links, uh, including her website, SingUp, but also a link to the Makaton website. So lots of great resources. And these resources will be in the show notes, along with Al's contact details, where you can find the show notes on our website, www.thesencast.com. Thank you for listening to the show. If you haven't subscribed already, please do you can subscribe across all the different platforms um, and you can find how to do that on our website so there's lots of links there makes life easier for you also please follow us on social media on twitter we're at the sendcast and on facebook and instagram we are the sendcast please use social media as well let other people know how amazing the sendcast and my guests are um, and before we go, I would just like to remind you to check out what we do here at B Squared. As well as the podcast, we have our online CPD platform, Training for Education. And you will find a number of my guests on the podcast, our speakers at our virtual SEND conferences, or they have recorded their own training courses. Training for Education is a great way to get CPD for all staff around SEND that is effective and affordable. Visit www.trainingforeducation.com for more information. And lastly, don't forget our assessment product. This is what B Squared is famous for. It's what everyone knows us for. Helping schools show the small steps of progress pupils with SEND make. We cover a huge range from early years to post-16 and preparing for adulthood. Visit www.bsquared.co.uk for more information. Thank you for listening to the Sendcast. We'll be back soon with another episode. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me.